everybody. Thanks for joining us, and welcome to another edition of the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. JB and Bryce are here today with me in the studio. How are you doing this fine Saturday morning, gents? Doing great. Doing all right so far. Well, good. Let's see if we can mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know, my name's Doug Ray, and I'm the founder of the Wealth Guardians and Wealth Guardians Radio Show. Our practice is a professional independent firm working with pre-retirees and retirees in all areas of retirement and estate planning, including the areas of wealth management and preservation, asset protection, tax reduction, wealth transfer and distribution, as well as income planning. We are fiduciaries with a fiduciary duty, and we have offices in Charlotte and right here in the triad in Clemens, and we can be reached at 336-391-3400. Zero nine, or go on our website at www.thewealthguardians.com. And before we get started, as always, let me give a shout out and a salute to all of our service members, our veterans, and our first responders. Thank you, folks, so so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So again, welcome to the show, Bryce, JB, and I look forward to spending the next thirty minutes with you and giving you some solid financial information that you know. Hope that you'll take away and and it'll make a difference in in your retirement and your estate planning. You know, you work hard and you save as much as possible, so someday you'll be able to retire. And once you retire, it's time to kick back and enjoy your life and all the activities you've been wanting to do. But are you prepared for your retirement to be invaded by Uncle Sam? Are you prepared for 10, 15, even 25% or more in reductions from your retirement plan? Now, this could be the effect of taxes on your retirement as most forms of retirement income, including Social Security benefits, as well as withdrawals from your 401ks and traditional IRAs, are taxed by Uncle Sam. And unless you live in one of seven states with no income taxes at all, you can expect your home state to ding you in retirement as well. How can this be? We will let you know today by telling you how the main sources of retirement assets and incomes are taxed in retirement and what you can possibly do to limit or prevent these taxes from affecting your retirement. Yeah, JB, you know, one of the biggest myths about retirement is that uh, most people feel they're going to be in a lower tax bracket um, or not owe any taxes in retirement at all. And and unfortunately, I think that myth was propagated by our industry many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I distinctly remember getting trained that you were going to be in a lower tax bracket when, when you retired. And, you know, the belief in that myth can get a lot of people in trouble. You know, as JB said, most retirement assets and incomes are subject to taxes in retirement. And the way the tax code's set up, it can have a ripple effect and cause you possibly to be in a higher tax bracket in retirement. In order for retirement plan to be all that it can be, you have to understand how taxes work in retirement and know proper ways to reduce or eliminate them. So we're going to get into a lot of the main sources of retirement income today and let you know how each is subject to tax. This information can and will be very valuable for you in your retirement. So I'm glad you're with us today. So let's get started. Okay, let's start with the main income-producing asset in retirement, which most people own, and that is traditional IRAs, 401ks, and 403bs. How are these taxed, Doug? Well, as you know, people love these tax-deferred retirement accounts because they get a tax break when they make a contribution. Mm-hmm. Their contributions reduce their taxable income while they're working and saving the money on their tax bills in the current year. And then those contributions and investment gains continue to grow on a tax-deferred basis. 
the problem with these types of retirement savings accounts come into play upon withdrawals. Because people tend to forget they do have to pay taxes down the line, and when they retire and start taking withdrawals, those taxes apply to their contributions and their gains. You know, in fact, I think people, when they look at their IRA and their 401k statements and they see, well, this is uh, John Doe and I've got 300000 in it, you should read it as Two-thirds of this is John Doe's 300000 and a third of it is the U.S. Treasury's 300000 So at some point, you must take these distributions from these accounts, whether you want to or not, as Uncle Sam wants to be paid back, and he's going to be. He gets paid back through required minimum distributions, which are going to start at 75 and occur every year after that. And you'll start out at about 3.65% of the total account balance. And the IRS requires that every single year, and it goes up every year as you get older. Now, there's two potential big issues with this money being taxable. One, taxes on this money are paid by ordinary income tax rates when you withdraw it. Whatever tax bracket you're in at that time, whatever ordinary income tax rates are at that time, you're going to pay taxes at that rate. Two, These distributions are countable in the Social Security tax formula, which can cause your Social Security benefits to be taxable as well. We'll explain this a little later in the show. The tax rates you pay on your traditional IRA, the 401k, the 403b withdrawals, would be your ordinary income tax rate, which are typically higher than the more advantageous long-term capital gains rates. So you have to be very careful with contributions to these types of accounts. The tax brackets with these new tax laws in place are probably at one of the lowest points you'll ever see in history. If you're saving money on a pre-tax basis through your retirement plan at work or through your personal traditional accounts, you're just delaying paying taxes, and tax rates could be higher in the future, and I believe they certainly will be. It's nice to get a tax break up front, but many people don't need that tax break right now because the rates are so low. They'd be much better off paying the tax on the contribution now and taking it out tax-free in the future. So be careful. What's the next retirement asset, JB? Well, the next main retirement income producing asset is the Roth IRA. So I'll ask Bryce, how is the Roth IRA taxed? Hey, JB. Uh, Well, these are pretty much the direct opposite of what Doug just described in the traditional IRAs, 401ks, and 403bs. Unlike their 401k and traditional IRA cousins, if you will, which, as we just said, are funded with pre-tax dollars, these are funded with after-tax dollars. So you don't get the tax deduction up front. You contribute with after-tax dollars. However, when the money comes out, including all the interest they've made over the years, it all comes out tax-free, which tends to be a great benefit in one's retirement years. One important caveat, though, is that you must have held your account for at least five years and be over the age of 59 and a half before you can take tax-free withdrawals on the interest earnings. However, your contributions to these plans are available at any time tax-free, which is another main advantage. So obviously there are advantages and disadvantages to both the traditional IRA and the Roth IRA. How do you know which one to use? JB, that's a loaded question with a complex answer, so here goes. (laughs) Both types could be very good or very bad, and it depends on your current tax situation and projected future tax situation. If you're making a lot of money now and in a higher tax bracket and you don't expect to be 
in that same high tax bracket when you retire, that's when it makes sense to contribute on a pre-tax basis where you're taking the tax deduction up front. So obviously, you want to take the tax break now while your tax rates are really high rather than later when income tax rates are lower. This is a situation where you want to contribute on a pre-tax basis. You don't want to do the pre-tax contributions if your current tax bracket is low because you don't need that tax break since the tax rates are so low now. For example, if you're in the 12% tax bracket now, then I would recommend you start saving on a Roth basis because you would rather have that tax break in retirement when you don't have to pay any taxes at all. You and your retirement professional just need to figure out what is the best way for you to save in retirement. Okay, the next main retirement income is Social Security. How is that taxed? That's a great question. Uh, Again, the answer is somewhat complex. In short, it depends. Once upon a time, Social Security benefits were tax-free, but that all ended with the signing of the Social Security Amendments Act in 1983. So currently, depending on your provisional income, up to 85% of your Social Security benefits are subject to federal income taxes. Okay, well, what is provisional income? Provisional income is the formula which determines if your Social Security benefits are taxed, and if so, how much they'll be taxed. So it's a complex formula that counts a lot of assets and incomes. Most assets and incomes are included in this provisional income tax formula. Very few are not. So to determine how much of your Social Security benefits will be taxed, you add up all the amounts in the provisional income. So if you have provisional income less than $32,000 or $25,000 for singles, there shouldn't be any tax on your Social Security benefits. If your income is between $32,000 and $44,000, or $25,000 to $34,000 for singles, then up to 50% of your Social Security benefits can be taxed. And if your income is more than $44,000, or $34,000 for singles, then up to 85% of your Social Security benefits are taxable. So provisional income is added up, and if you're above those thresholds, a certain amount of your Social Security benefits could be taxed. So the key is, what would you want to try and do, if at all possible, is keep your provisional income below the thresholds so you do not have to pay tax on your Social Security benefits? And the key to doing this is to have money in certain types of buckets that you can draw from in retirement income that is not countable in the provisional income tax formula. And to accomplish that, you have to know how to save properly during your working years to build up the right amount of money in those different buckets. Okay, the next retirement income is pensions. How is a pension tax, Doug? Well, J.B., most pensions are paid out monthly as income, and they're taxed as ordinary income rates. But there's a way you might be able to control that as well. Most of these pensions have options where you can cash out a lump sum and roll it over to an IRA. That way you can control the distributions and make sure that you're not getting uh, taxed heavily in years where you might have, say, income from other sources then there might be a provision where you could take that also and turn it into a Roth IRA, thus paying the tax ahead of time while taxes are lower now. We really like this strategy a lot. It doesn't mean you have to take all of your IRA and convert it at one time, but maybe let's do it in stages over several years and get that, I like to call it, forever tax money turned into never tax money because I sincerely believe taxes are going to be much higher later on down in your retirement years. So good question, JB. Well, I'll tell you what, folks, we're going to take a quick timeout. Remember, you are listening to the Wealth Guardians radio show. 
heard right here on WPTI 94.5. We appreciate you being with us. Remember the telephone number, 336-391-3409, or you can visit the website at thewealthguardians.com. Stay tuned as we have several more retirement income producing assets to tell you about and how they are taxed. Doug and Bryce will also provide you with some valuable information, how to possibly limit or eliminate taxes in retirement, and make sure... You stick around for that. We'll be right back, right here on 94.5 WPTI. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians radio show, heard locally here on WPTI 94.5. Today we are addressing taxes in retirement and how the main income-producing assets in retirement are treated tax-wise. Now, we have several more to get to, so Doug and Bryce... They got some great advice at the end of the show as how to reduce or eliminate taxes in retirement. So the next income producing assets in retirement are stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. How are these taxed in retirement, Bryce? All right, JB. Well, sales of stocks, bonds, and mutual funds that are held in brokerage accounts for more than a year are taxed at what's called long-term capital gains rates. Okay. Now, these rates can be quite favorable. For example, tax year 2018. If you're single and earn up to 38600 or married filing jointly and earn up to 77200 gains are entirely tax-free up to a certain amount. But for higher incomes, the rates go up. The next level is 15%, and that's for singles with incomes between 38600 and all the way up to 425800 And married couples making 77200 all the way up to 479000 for those with incomes above those amounts, the top level is 20%. Now, that was for long-term capital gains. Short-term capital gains from sales of investments held for under a year are taxed at what's going to be your ordinary income tax rate. Okay. Other very popular retirement assets are annuities. Now, how are these taxed, Doug? Well, most annuities are fully taxable at ordinary income tax rates. If the annuity is qualified, meaning that it's an IRA, it is fully taxable. Nothing at all changes about that. But if it's a non-qualified annuity, meaning it was originally funded with after-tax dollars, then it's partially taxable. So, for example, if you purchased an annuity 10 years ago with $100,000 of after-tax money, now it's worth $190,000, you'd only pay tax on $90,000 of interest earned. And that part is taxed first as LIFO contract, which stands for last in, first out. So that means the first $90,000 out is taxable, and then the principal is not taxable. Okay, you know most retirees own some kind of life insurance. How is that taxed? Life insurance proceeds paid to a beneficiary because of the insured person's death are not taxable at all. As for a life insurance policy with cash value under IRS rules, the cash value withdrawn from a life insurance policy is tax-free as long as it's structured properly and doesn't become a modified endowment contract. Most insurance policies are not MEX, which means if you need to take money out of the cash value portion of the life insurance account, it will also be tax-free. Okay, many people receive dividends from their investments in retirement. How are those taxed? Yeah, that's right, JB. Uh, well, dividends are the profits gained from stocks. And there are two types of dividends taxed at two different rates. Your qualified dividends, which is the most common type that investors typically encounter, are taxed at long-term capital gain rates. 
and non-qualified dividends are taxed at your ordinary income tax rate, which is usually going to be higher than the capital gains rate. So to be considered as qualified dividends, they must be held for a minimum of 60 days during a 120-day period, which begins 60 days previous to the ex-dividend date. The ex-dividend date is the day after a company distributes dividend payments to its shareholders. But note that if dividends stem from a tax-deferred account funded with pre-tax dollars, say uh, your 401k or IRA, and the dividends are reinvested, then they are not subject to taxes at that time. But when you start making withdrawals, they'll be taxed at your ordinary income tax rate then. Well, what about municipal bond interest? How is it taxed? Is it tax-free? Well, about like dividends, clear as mud. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's confusing. You know, the interest on municipal bonds is not taxed at the federal level, and interest from bonds issued in investors' home states usually exempt from state income taxes as well. However, these are two potential taxable issues with municipal bonds. First, capital gains from the sale of these bonds are taxable. Secondly, even though the interest is federally income tax-free, the interest does count in the provisional income formula for taxing Social Security. That doesn't make much sense, but that's just how the tax code's set up, which is why it's so important to understand all and how they work. This is great information, and I'm, I hate to keep bothering, but I got another question, guys. It's about CDs, savings accounts, and money market accounts. What is the tax status of these accounts? Well, it's all treated as interest income, which is taxed at ordinary income tax rate each and every year. And as you accrue interest on these types of accounts, it's counted as interest income, which is treated as ordinary tax rates again and and counted also in the provisional income tax formula for Social Security. And and I guess if there's a, uh, you know, a bright spot here, the the interest on CDs and money markets are next to nothing anyway. So, hey, you're not paying much in taxes on that. I got it. Well, Doug, you've explained how these main types of income producing assets are treated tax wise. Now, What valuable information do you have to share with our listeners as to how to reduce or eliminate these taxes in order to become as tax efficient as possible? Well, the key information you need to know for your retirement years is taxes can wreak havoc on your retirement plan if you're not careful. Mm -hmm. This is why you really have to understand how all this works together for potentially reducing or eliminating taxes in retirement. See, there's two types of people. Those who are uninformed and may pay more tax than those who are informed and pay less tax. Obviously, you want to be the latter category, and here's how you do it. So, the key to tax efficiency in retirement is balancing your buckets. All the income-producing assets we talked about today have their advantages and their disadvantages. You want to utilize all the different types of income-producing assets, but you want to do it on a limited basis so that it's going to not hurt you. For example, let's use the assets most people have most of their money in in retirements, and that's IRAs, 401ks, and 403bs. These accounts are the most popular, and many people have been brainwashed to use these accounts for all their retirement savings. Thus, the majority of people are paying a lot of money in retirement taxes because all this money is fully taxable when they retire, and this can cause their Social Security to be taxed. 
So the problem for most retirees is they have saved everything they have in these types of accounts, and they have too much in that bucket, which causes excessive taxation in retirement. If you want to take advantage of the tax system to pay as minimal tax as possible, then you should only save in these types of accounts where the money you take out is offset by whatever the standard deduction is at that time. So this year, let me give you an example. This year, a married couple filing jointly, the standard deduction is $24,000. So for example, if you save enough money in your pre-tax bucket and only take out between twenty dollars and $22,000 per year, then you're not going to have to pay taxes on the money coming out because it's going to be eaten up by that standard deduction. Plus, if this is the only account coming out that is countable in Social Security tax formula, 20000 is not going to put you over most of the limits. So the majority of your Social Security will not be taxable. So if you save for retirement the right way, balance your buckets properly by having money saved in tax-free buckets, then withdraw from the different buckets the most proper way in retirement, then you may very well be able to have a tax-free retirement. Wouldn't it not be nice to be able to generate a retirement income in a way that you'll pay very little or no tax at all? Indeed. The key here is to understand the tax code and how it works and save enough money in the various buckets. When it comes time to take out money in retirement, you can draw the right amount from each bucket to maximize your income and minimize your tax. This can be a very difficult process for many people to do, and that's why it's important to work with a retirement professional and a tax professional who understands how this tax code works. They can help guide and direct you, not only just saving for retirement and just managing your money, but getting the right balances in your buckets that can also help you draw the right amounts from each one of those buckets. If you can get a grip on taxes, it can make a tremendous difference in your retirement planning going forward. Unfortunately, most people don't know this or do this, and they pay more taxes than they need to because they're just not pulling money out of the right buckets at the right time. Doug, you know, we have clients all the time where we reorganize those buckets for them and show them how they can pay less in taxes and how much longer their money lasts them in life is just amazing. And it's not just one client that we've done this for. It's clients on a weekly basis. This is what we do. You know, Bryce, it's amazing when when you go into uh, uh, an advisor's office and you sit down with them. You know, the vast majority of advisors are, are, are trained, and greatly so, in how to manage the money and grow the mm-hmm. assets. What I think is lacking now, and, and it's unfortunate because we got so many baby boomers retirement, is advisors out there like us who specialize in retirement planning. And I'm not saying that to pat ourselves on the back. It's fact. It's a specialty. It is a specialty, and we put a lot of time and training in it, and we've got the credentials to, to prove it. But honestly, if you can save you know, 10, 15% in taxes in retirement, that is going to extend um, your standard of living into retirement. Well, you won't run out of money. I mean, when, when we put together a plan, you know, that plan is designed to last this couple through age 100. That's our goal anyway. Every time. And, you know, even if they've already managed to make the money last age 100, if they have legacy goals and we can increase that by 
15, 20%, how much is there at the end of life? That's just there for their, their children, their grandchildren, their, the charities that they want to give to. Why would you want to give more money to Uncle Sam if you don't have to? And even if they don't have legacy goals, I mean, it's just going to help them if they want to increase their standard of living. If they want to take more right. of those European river cruises yeah. like a couple of our clients have done recently. You know, there's a lot of options here, and it's proper planning that really will get you through those golden years that you've been looking forward to. Absolutely. Yeah, so you know what? Um, I'd love to share more information with you guys on this stuff and, and how to do this. Unfortunately, we are getting close to time in today's show. Let us help you like we help uh, so many other clients out there in the area, folks. So if you want some additional information on how this works and how to do this, and feel free to reach out to us. Just call at 336-391-3409 or go right to our website at www.thewealthguardians.com. Remember, always make sure you obtain the proper help and work with qualified, competent, educated, and experienced retirement specialists to make sure you are aware of and understand all of your options and make sure your planning is set up the absolute best way for your unique, specific situation and to keep your retirement nest egg safe and sound. Folks, we look forward to coming back again next week with another great show for you. Until then, enjoy the rest of your weekend. The information provided is for educational purposes only and not intended as investment advice for any individual or entity. All information contained herein is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation as to its completeness or accuracy. The views presented today are those of Wealth Guardians and do not necessarily represent the views of the Alpha Star Capital Management. The opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not constitute financial, legal, or tax advice. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income refer only to fixed insurance products offered by Wealth Guardians. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Please consult your financial professional before executing any financial strategy. Investment advisory services offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, a registered investment advisor. AlphaStar and Wealth Guardians are independent entities.